0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.
1: Diaspora Blues acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nation. We acknowledge elders past, present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you're hearing us from. Every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Ayan.
2: All
1: right. Welcome, welcome. It's the 16th of November, 2020. You're tuned in to Diaspora Blues. Hello, Ayan.
3: Hi, Bigwa. How are you? I
1: am wonderful. Can I just say it is so nice to be in the studio it is so nice to do this live. Um, when Diaspora Plus first started, we I think we were three shows in as a new uh, show, and then the lockdown happened. So most of the entirety of our show has kind of been offline. Yeah. Or, you know,
3: this is very surreal. It's different when mm-hmm. you're like, Across from each other, there's a different vibe.
1: How was your week? There was some lovely weather.
3: Oh, it was so beautiful. Um, We went out for Anya's birthday. So Anya does Woman on the Line and she's also a Tuesday Breakfast presenter. So we went to the park and we had a lovely time. A lot of people came and also other 3CR broadcasters from Thursday Breakfast came and we chilled and we danced and we ate. So that was a lot of fun. What did you get up to?
1: Oh, me, lots of resting, honestly. Um, Seeing some of my family, but lots of resting. Um, I feel like I'm trying to practice rest. Um,
3: Excuse me, what does that mean, practice rest?
1: Practicing resting. Sometimes I think we we don't know how to or we, you know, we don't do it often enough or we assume just making it a, a conscious thing, a conscious effort in just not running, you know, 100 miles Per hour, per day, per second, and just taking time to switch off. Whether it's going off social media, whether it's taking a walk, and also a walk with like I know you like walking as well. Taking I, I walked um, for a really long time. I had nowhere to be, and I felt so free. I felt so good. The amount of joy. I think I've done that in a while. It's I'm walking somewhere. There's a particular time. I'm gonna do something, and it was just so nice to just walk a place and not have to worry that I took the long way around. I actually went to Thornbury randomly and, um, yes. and I just walked back to my place and it took about a, maybe an hour and a half, maybe an hour 45 minutes.
3: Yeah. Lots
1: of, I just felt so good.
3: That sounds so lovely. Yeah, I'm a huge walker as well. And now what I wanna start getting into the habit is not listening to music as well, just kind of being present. I hate to sound very Oprah-ish, um but I want to be more here and just kind of look around because the few times that I have done that I, you start to notice so many things you notice certain buildings that that you didn't realize were there but you walk past hundreds of times and just listening into people's conversations and you know just being so grateful to be alive
1: grateful <laughs> to be alive that's so lovely I think you are doing it I uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and it was kind of this thing of, oh, I'm trying to do this. And she goes, you're doing it.
3: And I was like,
1: yes, I am. Wow. Joyful. Uh, What do we have coming up today's show?
3: So we have Raul Hernandez. Um, I reached out to Raul last week and I had a chat with him just about his work at Radio Skid Row. So Raul is the ethnic operations coordinator and I had a chat about what he does, why he does it, and also about Radio Skid Row because um, they could potentially be off air permanently. Um, Right now they're running a campaign to reach their funding target. But, yeah, so they have 18 days left to reach that target. So, yeah, we'll give you more information about that and how you can support them as well.
1: Awesome. Uh, Let's get into a song. Better Things by Kian. <gasps> <gasps>
4: Now I've got a blue
1: That was Kianne's sublime single, Better Days.
0: Blockade iMark is a platform for voices on the front line of resistance to mining and resource extraction. This year, while mining hasn't moved online, the International Mining and Resources Conference has. And although we can't have the same huge physical presence like we did last year, we will continue resisting this injustice and fighting for a better world. From the 22nd to the 29th of November... We're holding an online counter-conference, Beyond Mining, protecting land, water and life. To sign up for updates and check out the program for Beyond Mining, go to www.blockadeimark.com. Blockade Imark for Climate Justice, Sunday, November the 22nd to November the 29th.
3: Blockade Imark is a 3CR supporter.
0: Last year,
1: Radio Skid Row received 150000 in operations funding from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. This year, they received zero. Nothing. It was a decision that surprised many. Radio Skid Row's president, Huna Amuero, said, The decision makes no sense to us. They chose to kneecap the most historically and radically diverse station in New South Wales, maybe even Australia. Radio Skid Row was funded by a collective of marginalised groups including migrants, squatters, prison activists and members from the Indigenous community, to name a few. The station broadcasts 47 hours of community language programmes a week. It is also home to the longest-running African programme in Australia, Africa Connections. Now the station is at risk of closing down. The station has 18 days to reach their 70,000 funding target. When we last checked, it was a little over 50,000.
5: Raul Hernandez. I was born in Guayaquil, Ecuador. In Ecuador, I work as a theater and TV actor. I work uh, for Radio Onda Cero for more than seven years, uh, and I was corresponding on NTB Latin America for that station in 2008. My career in the media uh, has always been as a producer, and I love working behind the scenes uh, with ideas creating is my passion in in Ecuador I wrote the script for theater, I like creating sounds um, a lot much and I always like to write any ideas in every day in my diary. So as uh, not to forget song huh? uh, I got to know Regis Giro through a friend who is Latino and with him we have the opportunity to work on a program in Spanish in another radio station here in Sydney. When we finished this project, my friend knocked the doors of the radio ski row and we present a project in Spanish called The First Coffee of the Morning. In Spanish, it's El Primer Café de la Mañana. Um, the manager at that time liked the idea and they uh, gave us two space, Thursday and Friday, from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., and it was very difficult for me to wake up early, but I loved the opportunity, you know. In the first year, I was nominated in 2018 for the CBAA Awards in the category Excellent in Ethnic and Multicultural Broadcasting. What makes it special is the variety in programming. Each program is unique, each announcer or broadcaster is it's like a, a gem, like a, a precious uh, rock. <laughs> that, that, that Can I say that? Yeah, RadioSkill Row is very special because we are a voice and a space for our community, which makes it very important, or oh, very important. We are 70 years old in, in, like, a community station, and this year, for the first time in 30 years, RadioSkill Row did not receive any operational funding from the Community Broadcasting Foundation, or... The CBF that the people or everyone know, the that institution that with that uh, initial CBF, this is the first time in the story of the EGNI funding stream that the station has received so operational support for the 47 hours of the community language programs broadcast each week. Radio Skiro's plan is to to become independent. That is why we are uh, doing the, this fundraising, so that we can continue working for our community, informing and carrying out several projects together. If we do not get to get the $70,000, unfortunately, we have to close our station because definitely we need that budget, keep Radio Skiro on air. For that reason, it's very important that the community uh, help us, uh, they can support us by making a donation for our fundraising. In Our website is www.starsongood.com forward slash Radio Road 2020.
1: Thank you, Raul. That was Raul Hernandez, the Operations and Ethnic Coordinator at Radio Skid Row. If you'd like to support Radio Skid Row to reach their target and remain open, you can do so at StartSomeGood.com forward slash Radio 2020. That's StartSomeGood.com forward slash Radio 2020.
6: 3CR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to
1: 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. Last Monday, we spoke to George Maxwell from Tuesday Breakfast about coercive control and her event, Safety for Who Abolitionist Perspectives on Criminalizing Coercive Control. You can listen back to our interview with George on 3CR on the 3CR page. This morning, 3CR broadcaster Anya Saravanan played highlights from the Safety for Who panel on Women on the Line. We're now going to listen to an extract from that panel. Just a heads up, the next segment contains discussions about violence and trauma that might be distressing to some of our listeners. As usual, please skip this segment and come back another day. For support, call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or wire women's information on 1300 134 130.
7: I'd like to welcome our guests, Tabitha Lane, Georgia Mantle and Monique Hamid. Thank you all for being here. And a question to get us going, could you please uh, tell us a bit about yourselves and how you got to the politics you have today, perhaps starting with Tabitha? Morning, everyone.
6: My name is Tabitha, or as my ancestors know me, good in I'm a Gunditjmara woman born and raised on Ghana Yurta, and I'd like to acknowledge the Ghana people on whose land that I stand today. And I want to acknowledge my brothers and sisters sitting in cages in their own country this evening, as well as say happy Naidok to any mob that are tuning in today. I'm Gunditjmara, so my country spans in southwestern areas of the land they now call Victoria. And it's been a long time since I've been home on country um, and country is calling me, but the state won't let me travel. So my spirit calls go unanswered and will do for a while. I'm a criminalised black woman who's uh, spent almost two years in Adelaide's prison for deviant women and a cumulative two years on home detention and I'm still tethered to the state on parole or as I like to call it, open air prison. I have always Been interested in prisons and abolishing prisons, perhaps not as aggressively as I am today. I used to volunteer in visitor centres, providing outreach services to both people incarcerated and families visiting loved ones. And then I ended up on the other side of the fence. And for a long time, I was really sad. And then I just got really bloody angry. I was angry at the things that were happening to me, the things I was seeing, the black faces, that I was seeing coming back and forth to prison. And I was just really angry at the state, angry at colonialism, and angry at the system for reducing me to a number. I became 177057. And even though I'm out in the community on parole, I still go by that number within the system. So anger is a really good emotion for me. And so my survival instincts kicked in and the fight came back. And the day I walked down those prison gates, I looked back and I said I will be back, but not back behind the bars. I was going to go back and tear that place down brick by brick. So I'm black and my people have been fighting the enslaving and incarcerating of our people for 232 years. So we're not new to these politics, but we are true to them. So all of the work that I'm doing now, as you say, how I came to this place is really just a continuation of the actants actions of the resistance movements of my ancestors, so it's by their grace that I do this work.
7: Thanks so much for sharing that, Tabitha. Georgia, would you like to go next? Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much, Tabitha. Um, I would also
2: like to acknowledge country. Today I'm joining from the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past and present. And acknowledging the continual struggles of the um, Gadigal people and acknowledge the amazing triumphs of the Redfern community, especially, which I'm living right near and I'm privileged to work in, an incredibly strong black community that have led fights for land rights in this country and continue to struggle against colonisation. In terms of how I came to, I guess, be an abolitionist or be a student of abolition, um, I actually don't really have a, a clear-cut time. I think sometimes people say that, oh, it was this, it was this one thing and it, and it changed them. Um, for me, I think it has been a subtle progression to these politics. Um, I think I was always interested in criminal justice but from a very liberal perspective and then I actually think part of what pushed me to seek out these alternatives that abolition provides was when harm was committed against myself and when I continued to see harm committed within my community and I thought there has to be some other alternative than what we're being offered right now and thankfully there was this history of incredible mainly black indigenous women who had been writing about this, had been talking about this very thing for years before I was even born. And I was able to access these resources, these voices, and started to see abolition as that very thing that I was looking for. It was a way to sort of channel my optimism, my politics that is embedded in optimism, into this imagining of a better future but in terms of also practical campaigns, I've been involved in um, campaigns based in Sydney against Black deaths in custody for um, a few years now. And I think that was also one of the many things that also influenced the way I sort of viewed this system and attempts to reform it as ultimately futile. And so abolition was the thing that I identified as the chance to go beyond
0: what we're already doing. Thanks, Georgia. And Monique. So my name is Monique. Um, I'm currently on Woiwurrung land. So I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded and also acknowledge the ongoing fight against colonisation. In terms of what to share about who I am. Um, I wrote some points, but it was such a good question to sit back and think, you know, what has really mattered in terms of what got me here to these politics. And I agree, I think it was a gradual thing for me. It didn't feel like a one particular moment. Um, But most of my role has been um, in training and facilitation, and I've done that through different volunteer work and also in paid work in the prevention sector um, for women's health and family violence. Um, And in my most recent role, I work as the training and volunteer coordinator at a service called WIRE, where I run a nine-week training where we train up support workers for the phone room. And a big part of that is talking about a lot of the issues that callers call in with. So um, family violence, family law, housing, um, mental health. And so it's felt really important to think about how to Do that work within a prison abolitionist framework and put these issues into the larger context when we're talking about violence and why it occurs. So, I guess that's what I'm doing now. In terms of how I got here, I think the politics I have today, I think a big part of it was the different community projects I was able to be a part of um, in my early 20s. And so, shout out to Undercurrent Victoria. I feel like that had a huge impact on my politics, Um, getting to run workshops in the Western suburbs with high school students around healthy relationships and understanding what it meant to do that within the prison abolitionist framework was huge for me. Um, And as part of that time, I got to go to the Sisters Inside conference, and I just got to meet a whole lot of people that were doing amazing, often unpaid community work because it was their lives and, um, you know, no one was going to pay them to do it, but it was about survival and really being so inspired by that work. And I think, thinking about all of the things that have influenced me that I've read it's often the voices of black and indigenous women around the world who have been writing about abolition and what it means, um, as well as trans and gender diverse people, sex workers, drug users. I feel like these are the voices that are so centred in this kind of work. And they're, the, I guess, the activists and thinkers and organisers that have really influenced me over the last 10 years.
7: Thanks, Monique. It's, it's really, um, it makes a lot of sense to hear each of you describe the kind of like the individual and the cultural and the identity experience kind of things that lead up to you getting to where you are today and Monique you mentioned the doing work within organisations and how to juggle prison abolition frameworks and I think that's something that hopefully we'll get to discuss later in this in this conversation tonight. So we might jump to our next question. Police prisons and the criminal justice system generally have been said to reproduce patterns of violence against women and gendered violence. Would you agree with this? What are your thoughts?
6: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to start having been in prison and involved with the police. And I think when people think about carceral violence, they think about sexual violence or physical violence between fellow prisoners. And, of course, that happens, but the grossest and largest and most ubiquitous type of violence is actually perpetrated by the agents of the carceral state, as well as structural violence by the system. Hell, even the architecture of prisons, courts and cells and watch houses contained violence by their very occupation on stolen and sacred lands. So when I think about the sort of violence of police, prisons and criminal justice systems, I think about the removal of your complete body autonomy, being told what to wear, what and when to eat, when to sleep, when to rise, when to walk, who to talk to, when you can shower, limit your access to the outside world, isolating and exiling you from the people who care about you monitoring your communications, not allowing you to cut your hair or alter your appearance in any way, stripping you against your will. And all of that sounds like an abusive relationship, right? And that's exactly what it is. I mean, I might have divorced an abusive husband, but I'm now very much in an abusive relationship. Only this time it's with my captor, my abuser is the state. And I think that's obscene. And what's worse the state, vi- state perpetrates this daily violence inflicted on my body, and it's done in the name of the broader public. I mean, this system oppresses, subjugates, and brutalizes me in the name of justice, your justice, to
1: keep all of these. We this hope you enjoyed, enjoyed that right snippet. So, you can listen to the rest of the conversation on Women on the Line at 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. For support, call Lifeline on 131114 or wire women's information on 1300 134 130. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136
6: 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy legal. Thanks
1: to Raul Hernandez of Radio Skid Row and Anya Saravanan from Women on the Line. That was our show. Thank you for listening.